Here's a tiny penis. Here's a big penis. Here's a greasy penis. Isn't that funny? It's different. Different doesn't mean it's good. Man, I'm a weedy bitch now. What's going on? Lots of crying these days. And maybe I'm jaded, but it did nothing for me. I don't know why I think the balls are great, but apparently I do. Yeah, terrible actors do stupid things in Florida. Back to you. There is something very, very broken with inside of you. Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that has a homemade greasy strangler ringtone. I'm Eric Marner. And I'm happily to admit that... Oh, shit. <laughs> Alright! <laughs> and I'm happy to admit that I own that ringtone as well. I'm Eugene Weaver. Uh, and how are we doing tonight, sir? Oh, good. Our first cut in only 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally going to cut that out. Um <laughs> <sighs> yep. Uh, <laughs> anyway, how are we doing? <laughs> oh, good. I'm doing quite well. Now that I'm back to 100% health, and I'm good. All right. Family's good? Yep. Kids good? Yep, family is all, everybody's healthy, uh, lots of caffeine going on right now, so I'm good to go. Me too. Yep, yep I'm good too. Actually, a couple, before we get started here, I, I had an idea I wanted to run by you. What if we told everybody when we were going to record like on the Facebook uh, page, and then we said, hey, pay attention, we're going to record, like, now it's Thursday night. Thursday night, 10 o'clock. And then at the beginning of the show, we put a question out there on Twitter. And then at the end of the show, check it and see if who responds. That might be interesting. Yeah. Might be something to do. We'll see. Hit us up if you think that would be fun. Would you like to do that? Is that something that people do on Facebook, too? Like, hey, like... Yeah, and I've been trying to think of a way that we could almost broadcast live this thing, but I don't know how to broadcast Skype live yeah. to anywhere. I don't know. Maybe we could do that sometime. That might be fun. We'll see. Then okay. you can hear all the wonderful crap I edit out. Oh, yeah. And burp, burps and farts and <laughs> kids screaming. and Yeah, it's great. Well, I am uh, I'm glad to hear you guys are doing well and healthy. And mm-hmm. I myself am in a delightful mood this evening delightful. Caffeine's running strong. Just poured a fresh Canadian Hunter. And, uh, yeah, so the other night I was sitting at home and I had found this thing. Uh, I was looking at, and I was just like, I just can't quite justify putting down the money for it. And I was telling my wife about it. She goes, you know what? You didn't get much for Christmas. Go get it. That'll be, that'll be the rest of your Christmas gift. And I was like, really? She's like, yep. And I was like, okay. So, Maybe you want to tell the folks at home what I'm holding. Oh, nice. You actually, wow, a uh, Fright Night laser disc signed by Roddy McDowell himself. That is right, baby. That is awesome <laughs> and highly collectible. Wow, that's impressive. I uh, it might be the uh, star of my collection at this yeah. point. I mean, um, one, it's a laser disc, which means it's probably very super rare, and then two is getting an actual autograph from him. That's awesome! Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And he passed away in '98, so that autograph did. is almost 20 years old. I look. Oh, I can't I, believe, I believe that so. Roddy McDowell passed. I can't believe that. I I should know that. I will look it up to double check, but I believe so. And that was really what kind of pushed me over. I was sitting at home looking at it last night, the picture I took of it. I'll post it on with this episode. Yeah. But uh, I was like, damn, man. I, I can't. He passed away. And if, well, I got to double check my facts now. But 
Yeah, I do believe he passed away in 90, 1998, which would mean that that signature on here, which is starting to crack. I don't know if I can show it to you on Skype well enough here. I see it. Yep. It's I'm starting at to it. crackle a little bit. Look at the R. Oh, yeah. So how do you make so that that never comes like never comes off? Are I don't, keep I don't it know in? that. Yeah, I don't know that you can. I'm going to keep it in there. But uh, to me, it shows that it, it there's a good chance it's authentic. He died in October of 98 at 70 wow. years old. Wow. So if you do the math, uh, it's, that signature is almost 20 years old. Wow. I mean, that one, doing the math here too, like laser discs were on the way out at that point. That's DVD had officially begun. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, dude. Wow. Yep. I just, huh. I, I couldn't, I, I went back there today and I was like, if it's gone, I'm going to text Eugene because he probably bought it. <laughs> oh, I don't, you have no idea how, how close I was. I'm like, I still have my laser player, even though I wouldn't even watch, watch it on LaserDisc. Me, I, me either. I'll watch the DVD, but it's a collector's, yeah. it's such a collector's thing with his yes. autograph and he passed away. I, I have, I, I, I couldn't yep. fight it. That is right there with my uh, Jason Goes to Hell signed by Kane Hodder. Oh, in fact, I I would, <laughs> yeah. In fact, I would I would say that that what you have is definitely more rare and uh, valuable than my Jason goes to hell. Well, only because he's passed away. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Well, I wanted one of us to have it, and then when I went there, yeah. and still there, I was like, okay, well, Eugene bring yeah. it. He had a full twenty four yeah. hours to try, and well, yeah, and it's honestly, it's funny. I actually considered. Uh, I pulled out a couple a uh, couple DVDs and a. Uh, the, the first version of the thing on Blu-ray, I was going to trade that in. And because I got the Scream Factory version, I'm like, I should go down to Cleveland Avenue. I actually thought about that. I'm like, I should at least check that out and look at it. And um, But then I didn't. And I have a feeling if I would have, uh, my grubby you little hands would have bought that. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a, well, it's, it's had a... It's put a shit-eating smile on my face all frickin' day. Yep. <laughs> and who knows? It, I, I could have gotten totally hosed, and it's a fake autograph, and but who, mm. whatever. I don't know. I doubt it. In fact, you could probably even do a search for uh, his autograph just to see what it looks like. Yeah, get it authenticated somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. The, okay. Yeah. Let's move on. I want to move through our first two segments as swiftly as possible, because recently watched tonight, oh boy, do we oh, have I've got, things to discuss. I've got so much <sighs> stuff. So, uh, without further ado, let's move on to the roulette, where we dive into the ocean of Netflix and try to find those gems in the rough. And last episode, it was Dog Eat Dog, up against uh, Skip Trace, Rennie Harland. Tell us, tell us about Rennie Harland. Oh, I'm up first. Great. Um, yep. Oh, yeah. You get to go first. I'm yeah. very happy about that. Uh, so, Johnny Knoxville and... Um, um, uh, I don't have it pulled up in front. Uh, what's his name? Jackie Chan. Uh, Jackie Chan. They, uh, they do buddy cop things for an hour and a half. Uh, it, awful. I hate this movie. I hate it so, I hate it. It's like pins being driven into my eyeballs and just, just constantly. And the thing is, it's like, there's a budget behind this movie, obviously. It's, it's, they're kind of name actors. But this is as generic of a uh, – what's the one movie with Jackie Chan that I actually enjoyed? Jackie Chan and um, the blonde guy. Um, Owen Wilson? Owen Wilson, yes. I enjoyed Shanghai, that movie. Shanghai, Shanghai Noon. Shanghai Noon. I enjoyed that movie. It was funny. It is that movie but not funny and uh, a cross-country trip from 
uh, whatever. If they're going to, I hated it so bad. Knoxville is a scam artist type that he, he goes to a casino and he sees a murder and then Jackie Chan's a cop and they're, paths crossed because of some stupid reason and then they go on a wild Gener- that's generic Jackie Chan every movie oh and then they go on a rip roaring funny escapade through various countries and we see different cultures because that's cool and oh, oh, oh I hated it um and 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 what's what what bothers me is that it's technically a fairly well-made movie as far as like there is a budget and it's it's shot good and this could have been something, but it's, it's, it's Netflix junk. Just tossed on the Netflix. Here you go. Bye bye. And come on, Ronnie Harlan. Like you do have some good movies out there. Amazingly is, good action movies. Yeah. This is total cashing a paycheck across the board. Everybody involved cashing a paycheck. The best part of this movie was the, uh, opening credits that were kind of cool in a, um, ace, uh, smoke and aces type of mm. way. It was kind of like that, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, and then everybody started talking, and I'm like, yeah, we're, we're done. <laughs> I, I, it took me three times to get through that, and it was way too long, hour and 45 minutes, I'm like, oh, oh, now they're in Kazakhstan, or they're in some country, and they're dancing and singing, and oh, God, oh. yeah, so, so yeah, the year is off to a... Off to a great start with roulettes. It, Because this is officially the worst roulette of the year for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still might leave it on the queue. I like Jackie Chan, and I like Jackie Chan movies, but I hate the uh, uh, super American Jackie Chan movies, like Shanghai Noon and the one he did with Chris Tucker. I hate those movies. Those are the, that's, those, that's, that's the Jackie Chan I hate. Yeah. I like the Rumble in the Bronx. His, yes. Uh, the ones he actually does in China, those are good. Stuff like that, but sounds like this is it was the only one not cashing a paycheck was Johnny Knoxville. He he yeah. legit wanted the job. Yes, oh he got the job all right, and oh he was kind of a ladies' man. But I'm like, no, no, you're not at all. And uh, I even turned it off when I, I called it too. Watching the movie, I'm like, you watch through the end credits. We're gonna have the scenes where they hurt themselves doing their stunts and ha 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 ha. And as soon as it started, I'm like, no, off, done. Delete from Q right now. Delete. There you go. Okay, over on my side, we had a Nicolas Cage joint, Dog Eat Dog. And this was... I didn't bring it up. Damn it. Directed by the guy who did that awful Lindsay Lohan movie last year and is kind of hit and miss. Um, I know who killed me. He wrote Taxi Driver. Paul Schrader. And I'm kind of 50-50 on a lot of his movies. He makes some really great stuff, and then sometimes mm-hmm. it's dodgy, but he has a very specific style. And a lot of the times I will appreciate a movie, even if I don't give it a full thumbs up, I'll appreciate it because his style is pretty sweet and unique. Yeah. The Canyons, that was that one he did with Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. It was a train wreck. Uh, anyway, Dog Eat Dog is starts off like Nicolas Cage making... Um, Oh boy, how do you describe it? Almost a Bad Lieutenant kind of movie, but not the actual shitty sequel that he was in to Bad Lieutenant that everybody in the world likes but you and me. I can't stand that movie. No, the original was great. Sequel, meh. Anyway, uh, so it's it's the first half of this movie is like 
similar to that, where it's just crazy people doing crazy things. Willem Dafoe stealing the show right off the bat. Like, the first few scenes are with him, and then it reads in, leads into the title credits and stuff. And then it says, you know, three weeks earlier, three days earlier, whatever. And at that point in the movie, I was like, oh, oh, we got a gem in the rough on our hands, my friend. Because this, oh. this shit's gold. Just debauchery, crazy, drugs, killing, insanity. And then about, and it carries on that way for the first half of the movie. And then the second half of the movie, it just sort of toddles off. And the third act of this movie, I was like, what is even happening? Like, it, it just, they were like, eh, what are we even doing anymore? And everybody was like, eh, I don't know. They're like, how about we just have some fog and some cop lights and we just kind of call it a day? And everybody's like, all right. And it was it was just, it was nothing. Like, the second half of this movie is what you and I would say is nothing. Which oh, is so, un- it's so unfortunate because the first half of this, I, leave it in the queue. Let's put it that okay. way. Leave it okay. in the queue because, dude, even if you hate the overall movie, the first half of this was the shit. I mean, Willem Dafoe is nuts. And this is the Willem Dafoe I love. It was Great! I mean, great! I really dug the first half, but then that, man, that third act just, meh. It was just went nowhere. So, and like, so what annoying. would your what would your final score be on that? Man, I don't know. Five and a half, like worth a watch, but only one, and maybe half the people will love it and half will hate it, and I'm kind of in the middle ground. Okay. So. Yeah, I I wouldn't give it a full-on thumbs down. It's worth taking a look at because it is a unique thing. Okay. And because you get to see Nick Cage, uh, you know, being old Nick Cage, where he's, like, not in some horrible piece of crap just because whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know the Nick Cage I'm talking about. Okay. Oh, yes, I do. Ugh. Moving Enough on, of, please. Moving yeah. on. Enough of that. <laughs> uh, let's sell movies. You're up first. Okay, first up. Uh, on the roulette chopping block tonight is Sendero, which I actually pulled it up on IMDb, and it's also known as Path. And uh, its uh, synopsis is, Anna is a young woman who has just been given a scholarship to study in a foreign country. She decides to celebrate with their friends out of the city. On the road, after helping an injured woman, they are kidnapped by a weird family. Hmm. Okay. Uh, next up is clinical, and the reason that the reason I added this movie is because it looks to be a Netflix original. It is uh, two thousand seventeen. Um, a psychiatrist tries to put her life back together after a violent attack by seeking to repair the life of a new patient, but he has his own terrifying history. And again. Uh, uh, the Netflix originals are more hit than miss, so that's why I threw it your way. And last yep. but not least is The Impossible. And this is an actual actual theatrical release from 2012. Naomi Watts and Ewan McGregor. This is the true story about – it looks devastating. Uh, the story of a tourist family in Thailand caught in the destruction and chaotic aftermath of the 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami. And um, even the – trailer i remember like i'm gonna cry just at the trailer my lord uh but i have a feeling that it would probably be a very well-made movie it, it's i didn't i almost didn't put it on there because i'm like yeah you're probably not in the mood for something like that but neither of us have seen it and i i bet it would be a good movie okay and on my side we got the 
Resort with a Z. After a global zombie war, the living dead are confined to a luxury island resort and hunted by tourists on safari until the security system fails. Jurassic Park with zombies, I think. Uh, Next we have the Similars. Stranded in a transit station one stormy night in 1968, eight strangers begin to fall victim to seizures, only to wake up disturbingly altered. And last, and assuredly to be picked by you, Roger Corman's Death Race 2050, which is a <laughs> sequel to his original film in this dystopian se- Death Race, Roger Corman. I don't need to explain that yeah. movie at all. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is, and you know what Roger Corman is these days. Uh, yeah. I will say this, though, I watched the trailers for all these movies, and all passed the trailer test. Mm. Uh, Netflix added some interesting shit in January. And they I could have so given far. you three uh, other movies... Just total roulettes that look good. All past the trailer. I went on a trailer spree the other day and just watched nice. a whole bunch of, just to take stuff out of my queue, look at your stuff, yada yada. Anyway. Okay. Uh, you're up first. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I'm going to take Death Race, of course. But I will say there's a chance, a chance that I might watch the other two as well because they do sound good. That resort, I'm like, ah, oh, that's, that's pushing the whole zombies garbage that I watched a while ago with Asylum Junk. Um, and this feels asylum-y just by the, of course, and here I picked Death Race 2050 and I'm complaining <laughs> about asylum, but, um, yep. uh, yeah. So anyway, then this, the similars actually does sound interesting too. Those are three solid roulette picks there. Yeah. I try, well, when I pick my roulettes, I tried to go, that's going to be the chanciest piece of crap. Here we got medium danger and here's rock solid. Yeah. And with Death Race for you, that's that's the best you can. Roger Corman, you're, you're Corman. Yeah. You're making, oh, yeah. Make, <laughs> making me watch fucking Olaf Edenbach movies. Okay, over on the other side. <laughs> uh, I watched all the trailers for your roulette picks. Uh, Sendero looks like a Mexican Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It looks totally legit. The trailer looks totally legit. Um, gory, and I'm just not really in the mood for a subtitled thing. Olaf Eatenbach, fucking asshole. Uh, clinical <laughs> would probably be your probably a fairly safe pick. The impossible is what I'm going to be taking, and uh, for a very specific reason. I remember when the trailers for this came out. I remember being teary at the trailers, and I... for uh, Tsunamis are, are one of my things, trigger things. Like, they mm. freak me the hell out. Uh... <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've had nightmares because of this trailer. Oh, I'm not really? even kidding you. Oh, I'm on a beach resort and a tsunami comes and suddenly we're underwater and I'm trying to like rescue my kids. It's a father yeah. kid thing. Yeah. Um, I Meanwhile, a huge ocean liner out in the ocean just explodes. <laughs> explodes. Yeah. <laughs> inside joke. Uh, inside joke. Um, so I watched the trailer again during this doing research it made me tear up again and i said you know what if ever the one thing that the roulette is designed for is to give us that kick in the ass to watch these movies and therefore i will be watching the impossible nice i actually am surprised i figured that that was there was no way you were going to pick that i figured that you would probably take clinical i that was the one i was like ah you'll probably pick the netflix one that looks pretty good too i it's definitely added and that sendero yeah. that's definitely a eugene material right there yeah, but, oh, I know, and that's they're they're on my list. <laughs> that trailer was gory. Wow, was that gory. Okay, so next week it will be Death Race 2050 up against The Impossible. 
Uh, oh, I wanted to say, that guy that made The Impossible also made that Guillermo del Toro The Orphanage. And uh, A Monster Calls that just came out, or is coming oh, okay. out. That, that one looks really good. And he is directing the next Jurassic uh, World movie. Oh, wow, okay. So that's why I wanted to jump in there. And Ian McGregor, I mean, I love Ian McGregor. Yeah. And, and Naomi Watts. Watts. I think yeah. Naomi Watts is a good actress. Yep. Good stuff. Cool. I'm sure I'll be crying. I cried at the freaking trailer practically yeah. today. So whatever. Okay. Uh, let's move on to our next segment where we're going to chat a bit about our most anticipated films of 2017. And we're going to be real loosey-goosey with this because uh, we didn't organize anything. So to hell with it. Uh, what do yeah. you want to do? I've got a list of like 30 films here. Oh, and... wow. Man, you you have way more than I – I really tried to hone in on the ones that I would I would really want to see in the theater if I could. And then there's well, others that I'm like, I want to see it, but I, I probably don't need to see it in the theater. Well, I wrote down the ones I want to see, and then I highlighted the ones I really want to see, and then we're going to knock it down to the top three. At the end of this, you have to decide on three. It okay. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, okay. See right now? That would be it. And it's... I've been debating this question all afternoon, and I still don't freaking know. This is hard. Holy crap. Yeah, it is. Ugh. Anyway. Maybe maybe top five, or you want to stick with three? Top three. Uh, all right. Five. <laughs> five would definitely make it easier. Uh, how do you want to go about this? I don't even know. Should I just run down the list that I have here, and we can go from there? Yeah, because I would bet that we have 90% of the same ones. I have... Uh, not near that many. I think I have maybe 15. I just kind of wrote down everyone that was like, oh, I kind of want to see that. Um, for example, the first one on my list is Triple X3. It's not like I'm running to the theater to see that, but I'm like, eh, I would check that out. You know, Dollar Theater yeah. or came to Netflix or whatever. I was like, I, I'll, I'll watch that. God knows, I, I'm watching Doggy, this other shit. I'm, I, I'm yeah. not going to watch Triple X ski off and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I freaking own the one with Ice Cube. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> State of the Union. Ooh, it's bad. And funny. Mm -hmm. Disaster piece. Okay, I'll just run down this list real quick. Okay. And this is in order of release. So we got January, February, March. Triple uh, X3, Gold. Do you, did you see that? You saw that trailer? I posted that Matthew one. Matthew McConaughey, over. right? Yep. Yep. Uh, Resident Evil, John Wick 2, mm -hmm. Lego Batman, A Cure for Wellness. Did you watch that trailer, I assume? Uh, yes, but that was, for some reason, not on my list. Mm -hmm. uh, Great Wall. The Great Wall. The more I watch that, the more interested I get in it. The one with Matt Damon in China and fighting monsters and crap. Uh, Logan. I just released a Red Band trailer today that I put out. Wow. Kong Skull Island. Uh, T2. Train Spotting 2. Life. What is life? Yeah. Hmm. Why did I write that down? I wrote that down for a reason. I have that, because that's not on my list. I'm not sure what that is. Oh, that's that sci-fi one with Ryan Reynolds and somebody up in space. They're on the space station, and there's trash floating around, and it hits their space station. Oh, is that they find Jake, it. Jake Gyllenhaal is in that too, yes. maybe? Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, Ghost in the Shell. Uh, Furious 8. Guardians 2. Alien Ooh, Covenant. You put down uh, Furious 8, I, that was like new, I'll, I'm not, I haven't even watched the last one yet. Again, 
Dollar Theater. Eh, yeah, okay. I put that right up against Triple X Three. It's not. Let's put it okay. this way: it's not highlighted on my list. Okay. Uh, Alien Covenant, Wonder Woman, The Mummy, World War Z Two. Now, some of these movies might not even come out this year. Good. Chance, I know. But, uh, Transformers Five, Spider Man Homecoming, Valerian, and the City of a Thousand Planets. If I got that name right. Do you know what I'm talking about with that movie? No, I do not. Nope. That's the latest one from the guy that made Lucy and oh, Fifth, nice. Fifth Element. That trailer's Luke, awesome, dude. Luke Basson? Yeah. It's oh, it's, no, I... it's Dane D Dehan, what's his name? Uh Dane Dehan. I don't know. What what that that actor uh He was the goblin in the Amazing Spider Man two. Oh, okay, I got you. That guy yeah. and the um the witch from Suicide Squad. See, everything goes to comic books with me. That's the only way I can remember <laughs> shit. That chick. Those two yeah. are like doing a bunch of sci-fi things in a bunch of sci-fi places and very kind of Jup- maybe Jupiter Ascending-ish. <laughs> but, okay. you know, it's Luke Besson, so maybe it's Fifth Element-ish. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dark Tower. Two Stephen King releases this year. Dark Tower yeah. and It. Yes. I see a Flatliners remake scheduled for yes that's right yeah it's like i'm into that blade runner 2049 thor 3 thor 3 justice league and star wars 8 that's the list that i have written down of movies i'm interested in this year okay i'm i'm did i miss any do you have any on your list that i missed yes you do you have some that were missed um i'm just gonna go down through my list here go for it okay uh, Train Spotting 2, Thor Ragnarok, Justice League, uh, the newest Cloverfield movie, uh, Friday the 13th, uh, Blade Runner 2049, It, Dark Tower, Dunkirk, Spider-Man Homecoming, World War Z 2, Mummy Reboot, Wonder Woman, Pirates of the Caribbean. I kind of want to see that. I think, that, judging from the trailer, that's a cool trailer. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Beauty and the Beast, very much looking forward to that. John Wick 2, Skull Island, King Kong Skong, uh, Alien Covenant, Logan, and Star Wars. Okay. I haven't seen The Last Cloverfield. Friday the 13th, I, th- that thing has been Maybe. on the schedule for the last two years, I think. I know, yeah. That's probably one that won't happen, but I'm like, it's scheduled, so I'm going to put that on there. I, I did the same thing. Dunkirk, yeah. I, yeah, I can't wait to see it. Excuse me, I'll see any Christopher Nolan movie, but... It's a World War II thing. I can wait till I'm at home. Thank you very much. Just yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. That last one sucked. I yes. mean, sucked. So is there a trailer for that? I don't even think I've saw it. There is, that. and it's real. Uh, uh, Javier uh, Javier Bardem is. Oh, the, I did. I already I forgot. I really about liked. It. The, I really liked that trailer, and because of that trailer is why I because I'm like, oh, there was no Johnny Depp in it. I'm I'm impressed. They didn't even show him. They just focused on. The bad guy, which was really cool. I, I thought it looked pretty good. So, we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I put that right up against Triple X3 for me. That's that's about where I am with pirates right yeah. now. And Beauty and the Beast. Eh, maybe with the kid or something, but I'm not hard up yeah. for that. Yeah, I, I, I totally understand why you are. Yeah. But. yeah. Emma Watson, I like her. And I, I their live action movies thus far have been really, really good. I'm looking forward to that one. That is going to make so much bank, by the way. Oh, oh the, all of these things are, and they just announced yeah. they're doing a Dumbo, and 
Uh, Will Smith is going to be in it or something. I, all right. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. So you want to do top five now? Yes. Okay. Let's well, start with get, number five and then work our way to number one. You get to go one. first. Okay. I didn't even organize them that way, so I have to do this on the fly. Okay. So number five for me. Now, Wonder Woman and uh, Justice League, they are both coming out this year, correct? Thus far, yes. right? Yes. Okay. But but one is coming out like in June. Wonder Woman comes out in June and Justice League comes out in November. And I'm very, I'm kind of nervous about those releases because June is after the, because we know from the Fantasy Movie League, June yeah. is after the first wave of summer tent poles where everybody's kind of getting burned out on stuff. You know, before they're like, okay, yeah. one more wave in July. June is kind of a middle ground for that. Like it why is. they why there uh, and then November for Justice League it's like that's that's not prime time that's yeah that's not prime time but anyway uh, sorry carry on okay well number five for me is uh, I gotta say I'm probably gonna go with Beauty and the Beast I that's that's one of the best Disney movies ever made in my opinion and I think I think it is going to be fantastic. I love that story. And I know that it's one that my wife is going to absolutely adore. So I'm really looking forward to watching that one in the theater. I think that they're going to do a great job with that. And I really, like I said, I really like Emma Watson. I think she's a great actress and I like that she's kind of carving her own like adult career now after Harry Potter. I'm really looking forward to that. I can't believe I'm even saying that because I'm picking that one over all the other big, huge tentpole movies that are coming out. Okay, I'm doing this on the fly here. Okay, number five for me is Ghost in the Shell. I, I have to, even though everything I see with it, I'm like, okay, we'll see. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I am the anime guy, or at least I am on this show, between the two of us, and so that makes me very curious how you're going to adapt this into a live-action thing. Um, I'll tell you what didn't quite, what came in number six, seven, eight, when we're all done. I don't want to spoil anything, but... okay. Let's just say number five would be Ghost in the Shell. Okay. Okay, next up for me, um, you know, I'm going to go with The Mummy. Because Tom Cruise in it, is in it, and I, I got to say, I, he picks good roles. I think the trailer looks great. I think it is going to be a complete blast. I'm really hoping that this is the beginning of a huge uh, Universal Monsters universe. Uh, I've got pretty high hopes for uh, this one. Russell. This would be the second part in that. Uh, the Dracula one does not count. Yes, it does. The Dracula one is the beginning of the of the uh, thing. They're not really saying a whole lot about that. I'm, I I know really? I, it's kind of in limbo. It is right now. It's the Incredible Hulk of the Marvel universe. That's where yes. it's at. <laughs> where everybody's like, all the Marvel uni- Marvel movies are amazing, and they're like, yeah. Incredible Hulk, and they're like, shh. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. I I think that movie is going to kick ass. I really think it's going to be a good movie. Yeah, I look forward to it. And I actually didn't mind Dracula Untold. I I thought it was yeah okay. It was, it was fun. Yeah. Okay, number four for me is Train Spotting Two. We haven't been with these characters for twenty years, and the way that Train Spotting left off, and I love that movie. I can't wait to see how they're going to bring them back in. I know it's based on the there is a, a novel that was a sequel. By Irving Welsh, uh, yeah. who did the original Train Spotting, so I can't wait to see where this is going. 
Uh, I thought the trailer is fantastic. I, every about once a week, I just pop in. I want to watch that trailer again, and the soundtrack on it is amazing. That that first movie had two CDs of soundtrack. Yes, it did. I have I, it. I have them both, and they're amazing. I can't wait. The, the, the even the music in the trailer almost moves me to tears. Like it feels like I'm a kid again, and I'm watching it. The you know, train spotting for the first time. Man, I'm a weepy bitch now. What's going on? <laughs> Lots of crying these days. Oh yes, it's 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 the crying episode, the crying <laughs> game. Um, okay, three, three for me is Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which obviously, as we both know now, takes place one year before Death Race twenty fifty. So I'm wondering <laughs> how they're going to tie in. You know how the replicants are going to tie in to well, the actual racing. We shall see. Uh, that's it, it. It's number three for me. <laughs> Well, see, one's in the mega cities, and the other is out in the country. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Number so. three for me is Blade Runner twenty forty. <laughs> <laughs> we lined up on that one. I uh, again, it's been how many years since we've seen these characters? I can't wait to see where they're at again. This yeah. is a theme we'll come back to when I talk about the honorable mentions. Number two. Number two, Alien Covenant. I it's Ridley Scott who is. Uh, I, I I hesitate to say that he's he's back uh, because of the Martian because I like uh, most of his stuff even the stuff that are oh Prometheus sucked no it didn't it was a great movie um, the gods of Egypt thing or no not the gods of Egypt the uh, <laughs> I was gonna say that was great not the, uh, the Justin uh, or just Justin Bale great that's great that's where we're at right now <laughs> you're on gods of Egypt and I'm on Justin Bale drink drink. <laughs> <laughs> wow wheels falling off fast whatever that one was the bible movie whatever it was like eh. Moses with white people yeah yes uh, but uh, I'll watch anything Ridley Scott does anything and Alien come on I can't wait can't wait I agree number two for me is uh, Justice League and uh, let me explain okay I guess I'm going to be teasing Okay, why I'm, some of the things fell into honorable mention category. I've seen this shit before. Okay? Mm-hmm. Alien Covenant. I Come on. I obviously can't wait to watch that movie. You know me. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm there. We are the lone defenders of the AVP series, and especially yes, we are. Requiem, <laughs> which is a glorious piece of shit. I love that movie to death. Me too. <laughs> but looking at my top five, gun to my head, what am I? What do I want to watch right now? More than anything, I know what I'm going to get out of Alien Covenant. Ridley Scott, that trailer kind of gave away a lot. Ridley Scott, don't get me wrong, I'm there. I'm freaking there. But if I have to choose between that and something I haven't seen before, or the you know I've got a couple sequels on here with T2 and Blade Runner, but we haven't messed with those characters in tw- over twenty years. Yeah. I, I want to see what's going on there. Alien Covenant, I, I got it. I know what's going on there. More yeah. or less. It's going to be aliens killing humans. No problem. Uh, I mean, that's sweet, <laughs> yeah. but at the same time, it's not going to make my top five. So, with Justice League, it's kind of something I haven't seen before. And I know some people are going, Avengers, whatever, people team up. Yeah, but this is that DC kind of mess that's going on. And uh, while everybody loves to take crap on it, from my perspective, Justice League is the first movie that we're getting that is fully under uh, the president, Jeff Johns, who is a DC writer and stuff. And now he's in charge of organizing. Like, he's gotten that Kevin Feige role. 
yeah. at, at, at Warner Brothers. This is the first movie fully produced under Ju- Justice League. He came in, uh, just he came in under during Suicide Squad. So I'm not going to hold Suicide Squad against him. It's not like he was there for the writing and the storyboarding and yada yada. Yeah, and kind of the same with Wonder Woman. I don't. I uh, I could be screwing up my timeline a little bit, but I don't think he was there for the majority of the production of Wonder Woman. So I'm not going to hold that against him either. As far as I know, Justice League is the first one that is 100 percent fully under his reign, if you will. Yeah. And so that's why I'm really curious to see if he uh, stepped in or at least had enough influence to kind of get the story going in the right direction for how things should be with DC Universe. So number two for me is Justice League. We will see. And if it's a yeah. disaster, I'll say so. If it's in the same vein of these last kind of, we're going to get into Suicide Squad tonight, my friend. <laughs> Good. Mm. Anyway. Number two, Justice League. Number okay. one for you, and I'm sure it's the same as mine. Yeah, it's going to be Pirates Star Wars. I was going to say, you don't. <laughs> Show Star over, Wars. you're fired. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but I have ideas. Okay. Uh, they're bad ones, but carry on. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars, of course. And I honestly, like Justice League, I really wanted to, to throw on there, but... Honestly, because of Suicide Squad, it got knocked down a couple, and we can talk about that more oh, in our recently watched. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, you know, Star Wars is a no-brainer for me. It's going to be great. It's, yeah, again, gun to my head, what do I want to watch the most right now? I want to watch Star Wars Episode Eight. I the Force hits the snooze button. Whatever the hell the title is going to be, I don't. I, yeah, come on already. I need a trailer or something, bastards. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Agreed. Agreed. Now, so no, no, number, what were your honorable mentions? Okay, so honorable mentions. Let's see. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, uh, Wonder Woman, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, or the whatever the hell it's called, stupid long ass yeah. title. That one would have been number six. I actually, at the last second, swapped out Ghost in the Shell, just because with Luke Besson, you know, it's, it's not going to be A grade necessarily. Like, Come on, with Lucy, even go back and watch Fifth Element. It's not like Blade Runner, Ridley Scott sci-fi. You know what I mean? It's no little fun, funny, fun, little corny, little cheeseball, and that's great and everything. But between the two, the anime guy took over, and I want to see that Ghost in the Shell movie. Uh, but that Valerian is right up there. You haven't seen that trailer? That trailer Mm-mm. is the balls, man. It's great. Go check it out. I don't know why I think okay. the balls are great, but apparently I do. They are. Um, Dark Tower got highlighted. And let's see, did I cover everything? Guardians? Yeah, Valerian, Dark Tower. Yep, that, that was it. I, I highlighted 10. I, I'll i throw in there Logan, John Wick 2, Resident Evil, um, The Mummy, I agree. I kind of am curious to see in tra- Transformers, Spider-Man. But, yeah. but the reason, and Thor. I just watched Thor 2. I'm not going to review it tonight, but I did just rewatched that one too. And the reason that these would fall under honorable mention, I've been down this road within the last five years. Yeah. You kind of know what you're going to get with these. I mean, you're going to have a little ups and downs of a point or two, but it's not like my eyeballs have never witnessed something like this before. Therefore, it may, I have to, you know. Yeah. Now, where, where do you, where does uh, Kong Skull Island fall for you? Right in that same kind of thing. Looks awesome. That last trailer they put out was 
awesome. I loved it. Yeah. Um, but I've seen these. I've seen them. I've seen these things before. <laughs> yeah. It is honestly of all of these. It might be my biggest gamble. I can't wait to see it because that's my that's my second favorite novel of all time. But I, I keep thinking, why wasn't this made into a six part? Uh, miniseries on a premium HBO or something to where they can give it the breathing room that it needs. Cause a theatrical it, like even the TV version, which is so dated and Tim Curry's awesome, but that's about it. Like it, it needed more than that. And that was about three and a half hours long, I'm guessing something like that. And now they're going to make a, they're going to cut the hell out of that book. I know they are. So hopefully. They find a way to compress it and still make it really good, but I'm nervous about it. Dark Tower, if that's just them adapting the first book, The Gunslinger, uh, that is a great one-off as far as like that, that will make a great one, like part one. Um, and that's totally a doable hour and 45 minute, two hour long movie that's going to be really, really good, especially with the cast. Matthew McConaughey as the man in black. That's perfect casting. And, uh, Edris Alba is, the man uh, is uh, gunslinger. Uh, gunslinger, great casting, fantastic casting. Yeah, the only thing that uh, knocked those down on my list: uh, how many King, good King adaptations have there been compared to how many bad ones? Yeah, uh, there is I'm, some kind of pox on his translations from book to movie that just makes them. I, why? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I knocked both of those down. Dark Tower, I have highlighted it. I do not. The, the miniseries, I still enjoy. I think it's still effective. It's not great, and it's not the best adaptation that could be made, but like you said, you need a 10-hour movie. And yeah. It's because the book is too damn big. You shouldn't have made it so damn big. Even yeah. though it's great, it's like unadaptable in a way. Uh, yeah. Thousand pages or whatever, and it was so good. But uh, it's like, how are you going to compress all of these people's storylines down to... I'm guessing two hours, I would imagine. It's a horror movie, so it's not going to be much longer than two hours, I would I would guess. And I think the miniseries was three. Okay. I think it was two hour and a half things for TV, so I think it was still kind of in the area of yeah. three. At the very least, they'll probably make the... I'm sure they're going to make the movie rated R, so we're going to at least get a little bit more... Oh my god, it better be. Yeah, because the TV version was so neutered. Even though Tim Curry's role as Pennywise is fantastic... It was still a very neutered production. And that was way back in the day when you couldn't show a whole lot on television. Whereas now, oh, they could have got away with so much from that yep. book. But oh well. It yeah. also suffers from the fact that, uh, like most Stephen King books, it, you can't, you just can't slim these things down because in the third act, it gets crazy and he does crazy shit. Like, hey, giant spider. It worked in the book because they built up to it. You understood different forms. You know, they explained yeah. all this stuff. Whereas in the, the miniseries, all of a sudden, there's a giant spider. And you're like, this shit what? is dumb. Like, yes. what? But that's the way it was in the book. And you're trying to truncate this, this stuff. Anyway, we have gone on long enough. We need to move into Recently Watched because we have so much to talk about in the next 45 minutes. Yes, we do. Okay. Um, you get to go first. We're doing double headers. Okay. Um, I want to get this one out of the way first. Uh, it's one that I had, I heard on, about on a podcast 
and they made mention that it's streaming on Amazon Prime. And I have Amazon Prime, so why not give it a chance? And they, they, this is on a horror podcast, but they kept on saying this is not really a horror movie, which is very, very accurate. It is not a horror movie at all, yet it is, uh, terrifying for some reason. And that is a movie called, uh, Krisha. K-R-I-S-H-A. Uh, interestingly enough, on IMDb, it is a comedy slash drama, and there is no comedy in this <laughs> at all. Uh, this IMDb, is... IMDb got it wrong? What? Oh, uh, yeah, what? Um, this is, um, the synopsis is, Krisha returns to, for Thanksgiving dinner after 10 years away from her family, but past demons threaten to ruin the festivities. This is a directorial debut from a guy named Trey Edward Schultz, he actually got a lot of his family to play the characters in this movie, and it all takes place in one house, and um, I can't remember the last time I've seen a movie like this that has been this effective. I was, I was stunned. This is full-on Requiem for a Dream type stuff going on here, to where I felt awful when the movie was done. This is a fantastic movie, by the way. Okay. Act, I wasn't sure which acting, way they were going on. Oh, acting is, it's so good. It's, it's too effective. Um, it literally, it literally feels like there is a camera that is following, quietly following around this very, very, very damaged 60 plus year old woman trying to reconnect with her family, but suffering from a lifetime of substance abuse. And everybody knows it. There's the big white elephant in the room. Nothing go, it, it's from, from the first seconds of the movie. It, it actually, I'm gonna, this is not really a spoiler. It, it literally, the movie starts with a, a fairly tight shot of Krisha's face. And we have like horror movie music type stuff going on as we slowly are like, uh, slowly moving in on our face. And then we go to her, it's just that, that. And then we cut to her actually arriving at the house. It's in a very nice neighborhood. Everybody does so, the, the acting, you'd think that these are like seasoned actors, how they interact with each other. It's their family. Um, but I guess this stems, this all stems from the director who is actually, he plays this lady's son in the movie. He's the director. Um, this stems from, I guess, his father had an uncle that, that, that pulled this crap that basically ruined a, a reunion, a Thanksgiving reunion type thing. Mm. This is the mother of all ruined, like, this is lives damaged type stuff going on here. Uh, it is heavy, 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 heavy stuff about. It sounds like stuff. intervention the movie. Yes, it is, but it's, oh, it's so depressing and it, there's, the, there is no easy answers. It's an hour and 20 minutes, and it's almost like a little sliver in the lives of these people. There's hardly a beginning and hardly an end. It just, here is this section of something that happened. Ooh. So, I've been hold on. Thinking, give, me, give me a little bit of a... Because um, I'm trying to figure out here, is, is this intervention the movie and it's just a bad thing and 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 uh, the cousin shit his pants at thanksgiving one day or is it like does this turn into a horror movie where no no there's no horror in this this is her dealing with her demons trying to she just she can't function in society and she can't she's got a drinking problem obviously and she's got a drug problem obviously and everybody knows it but everybody's tiptoeing around it yet she she's 
at first, what's funny is at first you're like, oh, come on, people, give this woman a chance because they're all being not rude, but kind of, they're kind of just like, everybody's having fun, but ignoring her. Yeah. And, and the it's like almost like uh, Stanley Kubrick type, the shining music going on in the background the whole time as the camera follows tight behind her as she, you can tell she's, she's trying to not go crazy with all the noise going on and the dogs barking and this and that and the other thing. And then the movie starts in, um, uh, one eight five aspect ratio. Yeah. Okay. And then she can't take it anymore. So she sneaks a bottle of wine. She and can't take, we, she can't take the aspect ratio or she can't take the aspect ratio and <laughs> she can't take the, the shit that's going on. Yeah. So, so now we go into uh two, three, five aspect ratio. Now okay. it's like she's, She's inebriated, and now we have like this big anamorphic where she's she's in La La Land, and things start to go really shitty. Um, and then after things go really shitty, now we cut back to full frame, like four by three, yeah, square, tight on. It's so brilliant how they do it. Yeah, I like that idea. That's genius. Um, I won't forget this movie for a long time. It's probably not one that I can revisit because it is. Uh, it's not an easy watch at all but it is very 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 effective in you okay i I think i got it next anyway yeah yeah Yeah. okay um more fun stuff now let's get into some fun stuff i did want to bring that movie up though yeah because i'm gonna um, yeah if that pops up on my radar i'll watch it okay um let's get um an old 80s horror movie that i had never heard of before i bought it on blu-ray because the director also made a horror movie called The Boogeyman, which I really, really liked from from 1980. And that is The Devonsville Terror. Uh, this is uh, – the director's name is Yuli Lamel, and uh, it's 80 minutes long. And it starts with the this small town where there is these witch trials going on, mainly focusing on three different women. Bad things happen to these women. We cut forward to present day, which is 1980, and um, same town, and the same actors that were playing the awful, rotten, evil, despicable uh, witch hunter Are people. Are playing the descendants of these characters? Yes, yeah, they're, they're now the you descendants. remember the black and white uh, roulette I had, the Spanish film? Yes. Um, same thing. Oh, well, there you go. I, yeah, mm, wow, interesting. Okay. I wonder if there was so, uh, hold yeah. on. What are, I got that title right here. The Brainiac. They did the same yeah. thing in The Brainiac. That's still in my queue. I'm still, I'm yeah. going to watch that movie. It's a good movie. It was yeah. quick too. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, so then cut forward all these years later, three different random women show up in this town and right away, it, and it, what's funny is, is watching this, I'm like, I used to live in a rural area and, uh, just the gossip or the, hmm, who's this outsider? And, well, they're doing this. Even though it may, it means nothing, they're doing this, so it might mean something, right? Let's talk about that amongst each other. Prevalent here in this movie. And Donald Pleasance is in it, cashing a paycheck, because he's in one room. He's the doctor, and he is in a doctor's office. And he has a couple lines, and he explains things. And you're like, oh, he flew in for a day and then left. <laughs> Uh, but what's great is that this obviously came out, this had to have been made like right, a- right after Raiders of the Lost Ark. And you're probably like, well, what? Where is this going? Yeah. 
because there is a <laughs> there is a great face melting scene in this movie. I where was I'm like, just oh, about to say, do they melt somebody's face or something? Oh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, but like way, way, way longer. Okay, you're, there's your R rating right there. It's awesome. I loved. It. I mean, it's like grainy shot on film, grindhousey awesome. I loved it. It was just. It was just cool. So, yes, Raiders of the Devonsville Terror. There you go. <laughs> Thumbs up. Awesome. What year did that come out? Was that a recent release or oh, – sorry. Yeah, I think you said. Is that an older one, release or yes. a, a recent – No, that was from like 1980, 81, something like that. Okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, first two for me. All right. Are you ready? Let's dive yes. down the comic book rabbit hole. We go down the 80s horror movies with you, and over to me. It's time for some comic book shit. All right. Uh, let's get caught up on releases from this last year. So, Suicide Squad. Yes, I, I tend to defend DC. I love DC stuff. Uh there isn't much that I can say that hasn't been said before, because as usual, I'm way behind, so I'm reviewing this shit way after it's come out and everybody's seen it already and made up their own mind, but I'm going to try and bring a little bit of a different take to this um, that I haven't heard many people say. Okay. Uh, I've, the things they got right. Let's start there. How about that? The characters, the character designs, um, art design, uh, all that kind of stuff. Totally fine. I think these characters, uh, played by these actors, can survive to go on to make other movies playing this role. Um, I was really hoping we would get Tank Movie, David Ayer, Ayer and instead we got <laughs> Harsh Times Sabotage, yeah. David Ayer. Judas. Fucking priest. Um... I, I was mm -hmm. skeptical about a, a Suicide Squad movie from the get-go. You can go back and listen. I was like, why? Why this? And why him? What has he made? Yeah. Oh, he wrote Training Day. Great. That thing ain't that great. Uh, and Suicide Squad? What? Did I, I mean, uh, that's a weird property to go after, but whatever. I encourage everybody to go watch the animated film. It's in my voodoo, so I... You're going to watch it. You're going to watch this or you're going to watch Doctor Strange because I watched some bullshit today that you made me watch that was fucking straight out of my asshole garbage. So, okay. You owe me a film and it's going to be one of these two. Uh, we'll get to that later. The, 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 yeah, the assault on Arkham was basically a suicide squad movie. And while I didn't love it the first time I watched it, I watched it I, again. I'm doing the thing that you do with horror. You watch it. Okay. Hey, it's okay. Or not. And then you watch it again. And then you watch it again. And you watch it again. About the third time you watch it, you're like, this is good! That's where I'm at with Arkham uh, Assault on Arkham. That's basically a Suicide Squad movie. And after watching the actual Suicide Squad movie, I like that movie even more. Because that was so much better. They, they have a reason to go into uh, Arkham Asylum to rescue people. It got taken over by whatever the hell. It made a thousand times more sense than this Mm -hmm. stupid ass plot the plot in this movie is so damn dumb that's the biggest fault of this movie the plot is so damn dumb amanda waller i'm putting together a team of bad guys and i'm gonna make the, in case superman rips off the roof of the white house it, you know we need a team like this and we're like all right i'm with you that's a good idea you know what not a bad idea they all have life sen sentences which is basically death screw them let's get together and, you know, make them a team and do a thing. And then the mission is, okay, it's time. 
We gotta bring him in for a mission. What's the mission? Yeah. Come into the city and rescue me. That from 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 the villain that I created, that didn't that, that just went rogue and decided to hold me. Like what? What? That shit was so. That plot was so stupid. I, it hurt my brain trying to figure it out. This was more complicated than Inception. It was so complicated, confusing, and over. And honestly, yeah. here's the thing: I watched, I watched it, and then my wife wanted to watch it, so I said, "Yep, okay." And you know, I'm going to watch this shit again twice this year because it's a comic book <laughs> movie, and I have to watch it. Uh, but <laughs> so, yeah, I watched this twice in a week, and just maybe, maybe I'm just not quite getting it. It seems like we feel stupid. It's like predestination. The thing didn't exist, but I created it to exist. Therefore, the thing exists in the it, past. It exists. It doesn't make any sense at all. Like, it's so stupid. And it's doubly frustrating because if you go watch the Assault on Arkham movie, you could have just done that. And you could have saved yourself $50 million because you don't have to take over a whole city. You could just go into one location and it worked great. You're just invading Arkham Asylum. Big fucking deal. Yeah, it, it, and it made sense for you to go do that because you don't need random to... city with you don't know. It, it, I, I I never knew where they were. Like it was like what? No, it, everything it, looks it, the same. Yeah, and suddenly like, we got to get in that building. Let's go. We're getting in that building, and you're like, why? Why are you getting in the building? I could have used one five second scene. We're like, well, if we get in that building, we can see the bad shit. Okay, good. Let's get in the building. No, we don't have that. We got we got to get in the building. Why? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Enough of that shit. Uh, X-Men, so I, I gave, I, it's not the worst, look, it's not the worst thing that's ever been made, okay? It does not deserve to be one of the worst comic book movies of all time. If you think that, you haven't seen Catwoman, yeah. or Barbed Wire, or this other bullshit Marvel movies that, that came out before everyone wants you to forget that they existed. Um, what, what about the director's cut versus theatrical? Did you watch both of them? I uh, watched the director's cut both times, and it was still so choppily edited. I can't even imagine what the theatrical oh, was like. Oh wow! Like, like I like the the. Oof. Anyway, I, I would give this a like a. I think I gave it a four out of ten, which is a thumbs down on my scale. But it's still a watchable mess. Yeah, it's not the worst thing. I mean, it's not shot horribly. It is just written horribly and edited. To fuck all, yeah. man. It's edited bad. Okay, next up. X-Men Apocalypse. Yep. Have you seen the first 15 X-Men movies? It's like that. I didn't hate this movie. I didn't love it. I, the The general reaction was a pretty harsh thumbs down, I think. But I actually kind of enjoyed it. I watched two-thirds of it, and then my wife was like, we got the new X-Men, we gotta watch that. So I started it over and watched the whole thing with her. The biggest fault of this one is... The scenes where you can tell they're completely on green screen. That shit is annoying as hell. Where it's like, I got James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender and uh, Oscar Isaac. And they're sitting on some rocks overlooking the city. And it's like, no, you're not. You're sitting on a stage surrounded by green. And it looks fake as hell. That and I'm pulled right out of the movie. This might as well be a stage play at this point. Uh, those are the scenes I did not like. Uh, I mean, the bulk of the movie, though, overall, not. I mean, as far as X Men movies go, fine. Making Mystique the, uh, the hero of the X Men and leader of the X Men. I mean, th that's stupid. But 
it's just as stupid as Wolverine being leader of the X-Men, because that's not the way it is at all in any of the books. It's Cyclops, uh, right? Yeah, it's Cyclops. And Wolverine is an asshole. Everybody loves him the most, but he's an asshole. Yeah. He shouldn't be the leader. Yeah. Neither should the villain. And that's the same problem that all the X-Men movies have. Get a villain and let him be a villain. Instead, I don't know what their obsession is with Mystique. I've never understood it. And, and X-Men 2, I don't understand it there. They're obsessed with Mystique. Why? She is not one of the major villains of the X-Men books, as far as I know. I'm I mean, guessing she's... blue naked mutant chick. That There you I, go. <laughs> possibly that, or just being able to have her mutate into other people, and that's an interesting dynamic to work with. Maybe. I I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. But I have the same problems with this movie I've had with all of the X-Men series, and you know, one day they'll reboot it, and it'll it'll be more like uh, the X-Men that I know and love from the books, but until then, whatever. This Again, the stepping stones. we got to go with uh, through these growing pains. Yeah, I will never forget the first time I watched the first X-Men. That was... At the time, I thought that was, like, a groundbreaking piece of cinema. I'm like, this is so cool. I have not seen anything like this before on on big screen, and how just everything about that, I thought, worked so well. The first one. It did. It did, and it still is, it still is my favorite X-Men movie. It really is. And I, where that is the only one where, where Wolverine, Hugh Jackman, is an asshole. Yeah. And he is not the leader of the X-Men. That's the only one. Uh, that's the one that's close. Even though that, like, some of the plot points are goofy, where they're trying to make other the humans all mutants or something. <laughs> uh, the character yeah. roles are much better portrayed there than they are in the follow-ups, in my opinion. I really like the, the first X Men. Still my favorite. That's yeah. cool. Anyway, okay, enough of that. Next round for you. Oh boy, we got. Uh, um, here's the way it's gonna go. Uh, we're going to have three rounds. This is round two. So do two, and then two more. Unless you're going to, like, really just... Just ramble through a couple? Well, unless you're, like, here's one that I watched, and I hated it, and it was horrible. Next. Uh, okay. Yeah, then you can do oh, three. Do... You can do three in a round. Let me, let, let me do that. Okay. Let me, let me do that. Go for it. <clears throat> ready my okay. pen for five in a row here. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> cocksuckers. Okay, Harvest Lake. Another movie that I heard about uh, on some random podcast that I deleted because of this movie. Um, yeah, like one of the best movies of the year, Harvest Lake. It's hey, it's streaming on Amazon Prime. It's different. Different doesn't mean it's good. So I should have known right from the get go. I see the picture of it, and then it's four or five. Random people standing in the lake and the first, the, the, the most prominent, uh, lady in the middle is pretty much almost naked. And it looks, I'm like, that looks slow budget. Okay. <laughs> Click play. And immediately I'm like, oh no, just turn it off. You don't watch the whole thing. You watched the whole thing, didn't you? The whole thing. Zero. Zero stars. <laughs> Zero. Oh, I laugh. I, I turn uh, these things off, but you just can't. You're, oh, you're I can't. I'm, I'm like, no, I'm going to sit through this motherfucker. Uh, I, I, I'm like, I am determined to sit through this thing because someone said this is one of the best movies of the year. I'm like, this has got to be because they want their name somewhere plastered on something. I don't know what. Yeah, it's going to be a, a real quick quote on the front of a DVD cover. Yeah, awful. Something about uh, bad actors in a lake, and there's a 
something uh, in the lake that makes them all have sex and they awful. Okay, next up. Um uh there's another zero star. No, not zero star. Oh no, this one got a this one got a uh, much better score than that one did. Uh Slime City, one star. Um this is from a 1980s whatever. Um, I mean, you're you're expecting great things from a movie called Slime City. Uh, what was I, and I, I remember watching this way back when when I was like a teenager and it's a big box VHS or whatever and with my friends I'm like yeah Slime City and it was I thought cool at the time. No, no, it's not. No, it's. <laughs> One star. Okay, and then uh, there was another one star, I thought, and I went to get one out here. Let me scroll through my list and get that piece of shit taken care of so we can move on to better things. Um, uh, Come on, Eugene. There was, like, one other one that I wanted to get rid of, and if I can't find it, then I'll just move on to something else. Um, That's all right. Take your time. Okay, you might have to just cut this out. Uh, no, I'm not going to cut it out. I'll do a real quick one-shot review while you're Okay, playing. yeah. Ready? Black Pass, Olaf Edenbach, garbage, fucking horrible, <laughs> terrible shit. That within, for I spent an hour and a half where every five minutes I was looking at the runtime to see if it was fucking over yet because it was horrible and I was wondering. I kept asking Eugene, why would you want me to watch this? Eugene, why do you want me to watch this? Why? Why? Why did you give this to me? I hate this. I'm done with Olaf Edenbach. I'm done. That's it. Back oh, but it was you. gory, right? You watched the whole thing. Oh, it was definitely gory. And then I woke up from the dream. And then it was gory, and I woke up from the dream. And then it was gory, and I woke up from the dream. Fuck this movie. <laughs> Over to you. Oh, but it was shot on VHS. Look. I am done with Olaf Eatenbach. I don't even want to hear any complaints from you about quality of how it looked. Because this looked like it was filmed straight out of my asshole. <laughs> and I am set up for things that are shot straight yes. out of my asshole. 16 millimeters should look great on my TV. It yeah. is that old. But this looked... Yep. No. Hmm. No. Aw. Nope. Well, I've watched, it. I've watched that movie no. three times now. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you can have your Olaf Edenbach. I will have my Uwe Bull, and ne'er yes. the two okay. shall meet. Perfect. Okay, I found the, uh, the last one star. Uh, the Alien the Alien Dead. Uh, this is uh, Fred Olin Ray's second movie. Um, one star. Alien Dead. Did I watch this? You know, this is another one from my childhood. This was the very first uh, VHS that I that I rode my bike down to a little mom and pop VHS store. Like I, I it took me a half hour to get to the store, and that's the first movie that I got when I was uh, whatever. Whenever we got our first VHS player, like fourteen maybe, or if that thirteen. And the first movie I got was The Alien Dead, and I remember it wait, vaguely. Like that was awful. But then the Blu-ray came out, and I'm like, oh, no, no, this was from their own, like, like Fred Olin Ray's own retro media. Hmm. Uh, so, um, so yeah, it's signed by him, so it's I got his autograph. Um, <laughs> I got Roddy McDowell's autograph this week, and you got Fred Olin Ray's. For, yeah, exactly. One yeah, of us so. is up 40 bucks, and the other one is out. It's out? <laughs> yeah. Five. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, terrible actors do stupid things in Florida. Back to you. <sighs> okay, okay. I gotta focus, because I got shit to get off my list here. Um, before it gets too crazy, let's talk about a greasy strangler. Alright. Okay, I, uh, 
vaguely recall you reviewing this movie uh, with us, and yes. uh, you saying I would hate it, and re- comparing it to Gummo, and you are so wrong on so many counts uh, <laughs> with me. Um, I'm not going to say I loved this movie, but I very nearly loved this movie. This was fantastic. <laughs> the difference between this and like a Gummo is this is like complete fiction, and it's based in a world where it's trying to be funny and silly and it knows it's stupid and it's just going with it whereas gummo is like trying to disturb you and serbian film and be like shocking and i hated it it's all based uh, it's all based in hate you know what i mean yeah it's all based in, in hate and negative um emotion whereas greasy strangler is like Here's a tiny penis. Here's a big penis. Isn't that funny? <laughs> and Here's is. a greasy it penis. Is. And I'm just giggling to myself like, yeah, that's funny. Because <laughs> I'm not offended by seeing a penis. Although that one, Ooh. Ooh, you might want to go to the doctor. Uh, that's That ain't, it ain't supposed to look like that. Yeah, I think. Neither of them are. Uh, neither of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So I fully and fully enjoyed greasy strength hell half the movie i was going why didn't eugene think i'd like this like it's it's more like a john waters movie than it is a a gummo or uh whatever the hell else you want to compare it to i don't know trauma maybe even trauma maybe but even trauma is going for funny like i can appreciate a trauma movie more than i can a a, a gummo because it's 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 trying to be funny it's trying to be stupid it's not yeah it's not trying to blatantly offend you just like because. And for some reason I'm like, uh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember uh, you like we watched all of Gummo, right? Like No, I watched uh 2 thirds of it and I was done. <laughs> I was like I I hate this. And, like it was making me angry, so that's why I was like I have to be done because it was making me angry. Yeah. Uh... Okay, next up you know what? We're getting on in time, and I want to give you one more round, so I'm going to do two more and be done. Okay. That's that's where we're at. Uh, Phantasm. I nice. I watched I, that today. Nice. I think. I, <laughs> uh, definite thumbs up. Okay. That was great. I, I fully enjoyed this movie. I Honestly, I don't think I've ever seen it before. Somewhere in my brain, I thought I had seen this at some point, but maybe, I, maybe I've just watched the sequel. Wasn't it just batshit crazy weird, like... It was, but it wasn't as hard to follow as many people make it out to be, especially with this uh, new release. Everybody's re-reviewing it, and they're all saying, like, oh, it's almost incomprehensible. And I'm like, not really. These guys think some weird shit's going on at this funeral home, and then they go there, and it's like, oh, midgets, another dimension. That's crazy. They don't really explain what all is going on with that, but that's okay. It it was pretty clear-cut as far as nefarious people doing nefarious things, you know? Yeah. I like the, that it's it's not just a horror movie, but it literally to me it's it's going towards science fiction as well. I thought that was really cool. It's way more of a sci-fi movie than it is a horror movie. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some gory bits, but it is a science fiction. I can't wait to watch the next one. Yeah. That's where I'm at with this. This oh, was cool. I had a lot Good. of fun with it. It's kind of slow and it in is. places, but it's it has a certain Coscarelli. Weird artistic design to it, yeah. where it's like, 
a normal world and then you step inside the mortuary and it's beautiful, crisp, white. Here's the real star of this transfer. This thing looks impossibly clean. Yeah. Impossibly <laughs> clean. The transfer of this thing is amazing. And I'm watching it on an old tube TV and I can still tell, like, oh my God, is this crisp and clear and unbelievable. Yeah. Beautiful. I loved it. I, I Love is a little strong. I very much enjoyed it. It is a little bit long. It, you could easily cut 10 or 15 minutes out of this movie. I would love to see part two and see where this thing is going. I love the concept of the yeah. plot. I thought that, especially for that time period, that was very out there. Just like, it's, this isn't just uh, about a bunch of grave robbers. This is like, oh no, the other dimensions and maybe aliens, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it, it, very cool. Yep. And flying orbs You're that, right. that dr- and drill into us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that was great. Yeah. There are also some really stupid moments. The older brother's about to bang out some chick on a gravestone. <laughs> yes. And then, the, and then the younger brother comes screaming through the, the, the scene, the frame, ah, ah, runs past him, keeps running, and then he comes up and is like, huh? <laughs> what was that? Like, he was getting he some. Yeah. With panties in his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> you, would have, you would have snapped to with him, your brother screaming at him yeah. 10 feet before he got yeah. to you. Instead, with him, it was 30 feet after he was passed. But how great was when the, when the, that, that sphere thing lands in the, was it the preacher's head? Like, the, it's like bright red paint just sprays out. I loved it. It was so badass. Yeah. Yep. It was good. good. And the film ah, just looks... I can't say enough about the transfer. It looks incredible. Okay. I thought it was very cool when that, when Bad Robot logo came up in the beginning. I'm like, ah, thank you, J.J. Abrams, for this transfer. Yep, I agree. Okay, one more and I'm done. And that is uh, one of the things that was on last week's roulette, In Order of Disappearance. Stella, mm. Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, yeah, you watched that. Uh, I did. Right. I did. And yeah. it's a little too long by about 10 minutes or so. But... Very good film. I quite enjoyed it. And if I had this on the roulette, I would have been so happy. This is a thumbs up, well-made film. You should definitely check it out at some point. Nice. I almost don't want to give away all of the interesting filmmaking aspects that they used in making it. There was a little bit of Quentin Tarantino in this, in the way that it was made and edited. It, the the strangest thing about this movie is that the first third is uh, fairly serious, and then for about half an hour it gets funny in a weird way, just almost a comedy of errors. Okay, and then and then for the end it becomes more of a little more actiony and gets serious again, but all of it in total worked for me, and I completely enjoyed this thing all the way through. Again, maybe ten or fifteen minutes too long. Uh, some stuff that was cuttable, but I, I had I, this total thumbs up, easy thumbs up. And I think that you should definitely give it a shot. Nice. All right. So that would have been one that could you have seen that ending up on possible top 10 of the roulette year if you would have actually picked that one? Very possible. Mm. I will definitely. But that's only because we watch so much. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, it, the, I, again. Easy thumbs up, especially for a roulette. Yeah. My, my expectations were down here, and I, I just don't want to say too much about it, because I think the, the less you know going in, the more you'll kind of enjoy it along the way. 
uh, just dad gets pissed when his son dies, and it, I don't want to say it's like Taken, but it's sort of like an everyman's version of that, where it's like, oh, really? My son's dead? I'm just going to kill every person that had anything to do with it. Nice. Ooh, that's on. And not, I I don't care. You? you, Was it you? Beat, beat, beat you? Oh, you. You're dead. You're done. (laughs) Now, is this, is this, um, does this have the look of a more of a theatrical, big budget type movie, or is this a fits squarely into Netflix territory here? Well, it's kind of a split thing there because it's, uh, um, yeah. Swedish, Finnish, Newfoundland, yeah. whatever, over there, film. Yeah. Uh, bork, bork. So, uh, who knows? It looks like, I mean, it's got Stellan Skarsgård. I fully enjoyed it. And I'm taking up way too much time. You got okay. one more round. <clears throat> and you got six minutes before we vote yes. Pumpkinheads. So okay. Um, oh, boy. There's. Um... Do whatever you want. You got okay. all the time in the world. Um, all the time in the world, except. For about five minutes. Um, let's go with... <laughs> by the way, j- just for the record, I looked real quick here. Um, <laughs> that Black Pass movie, I gave that three and a half stars. <laughs> anyway. There is something very, very broken with inside oh, of you. It's because in black. It's... That was you and me making a movie in high school. And I mean legitimately when you and I were in high school. Yes. That's, what it, that's what it looks like. It, it's so pixelated and it's garbage. <laughs> It's, <laughs> but it, no idea. I, I read a lot of comic books during that movie, and I ah, you should have been paying attention and stuff. Oh, I was not confused. What's to be confused? It's uh, it's all a dream. Uh, axes to heads and chainsaws to bodies, and then he wakes up ah, yes. in the mirror. Yep, yes. I got it. I was not confused <laughs> by the plot. You are either going to watch Assault on Arkham <laughs> or uh, on my voodoo or Doctor Strange. The animated film, which is on Netflix now. Okay. So you have two HD options. I don't want to hear any bullshit. You're going to watch one of those two. I did not ask for this Olaf Edenbach bullshit. You're going to watch one of those two movies. I don't care which. It's up to you. Yeah, and I recall but, uh, the, the note that I left on that DVD that I gave you was, yep. <laughs> you're, you have return notes that I wrote in red marker. <laughs> not going to tell you what they said. You they will uh, be in your mailbox at some point. Okay. Yeah, okay. Last round for you. Do as many as you want. Okay. Um, let's get uh, this one here taken care of. A movie uh, recently released on VOD called Beyond the Gates. I watched this because supposedly there was some nods to Lucio Fulci in this movie. I'm like, ooh, yay, Lucio Fulci. Um, I have the same reaction. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And so immediately I thought of um, uh, We Are Still Here. That's what that's the movie, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I, I well, I mean, no, I'm, tra- I'm trying to think. Of, like that's the title of the Yes, the Fessenden guy. Yes. So that one had some nods to. I thought had a few nods to some Lucio Fulci stuff, and I'm like, oh, this might be as well. Two brothers go to their father's old VHS store. The father is gone for some reason. He's, he's Is it set now? Yes, he's gone. He's vanished. And so these estranged brothers get together to clean out the shop. And in doing so, they find a 
an old uh, VHS slash board game, which is you put the VHS in the player. And yeah. You, yeah. So <laughs> I remember. So those. Uh, and by the way, I should start by saying the intro credits were retro '80s synth stuff. So immediately, I'm like, it's not '80s synth. It's I know '80s synth. This is. So this is yeah, so this is brand new. Just came out, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is this is that's that's hip. I'm like, okay, okay. So anyway, so they argue and they bicker and they um and they start playing the game. Uh, Barbara Crampton shows up. I like Barbara Crampton. She's she's a great '80s hottie. I agree, but she is not so discerning these days. Oh, really? She's in a lot of shit. Yeah, she I mean, was in she that, was in that... We Are Still Here movie. Yeah. 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 I, I see her and I'm like, yeah, okay, let, that's a real yeah. Let's check it out. And then I hit play and I'm yeah. like, this yeah. so sucks. she's she's the board game narrator of the on the VHS, whatever. So you have to get four keys in order to it doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter. The board game itself made <laughs> no sense. But basically they had to get four keys, I guess, and in doing so it would kill a townsperson. And that's where the cool part of this movie comes into play is each death was admittedly kick ass. Uh, but the board game itself made no sense. And it at 80 minutes, I'm like, let's go more infighting and more, more family drama. And oh, there's the, there's the girlfriend that uh, I'm somehow she's involved. And, uh, and then just when I'm like, this is starting to suck. Uh, there was a blast to the face. I'm like, oh, that was from the beyond. That was literally, that was the little redheaded girl from the beyond getting her face, face blasted off. That's where you got that scene. Um, I almost have to wonder too with the title beyond the gates. Like they're not trying to confuse yeah. people into that, that, that asylum bullshit where they're like, we'll name it just something really close to other movies that people yes. like the beyond or. Beyond something or the gate, which yes. is another eighties yeah. horror movie. So yeah, yeah, if you like retro synth Whatever. and impacts, I keep ah, it just I was just I was annoyed during this because I'm like, you had some solid, yeah. solid practical effects in this thing, and there's a good idea in there. The, the actual plot of the movie is pretty cool. Like I like that idea of the VHS tape, and it it's like no, you're now you're it's almost like a horror Jumanji. Which is cool, executed not good at all. It was no. So yeah. this yeah. gets. I gave it actually two stars. One full star for the blast in the face on one of the characters, which was kick ass. Uh, and there was another death that I thought was cool. And this was no. Another one of those. Which it, it seems like it's getting all sorts of positive reviews. And maybe I'm jaded, but it did nothing for me. <laughs> okay. Next. Oh, I got one more. Okay. Oh, if you do whatever you, I told you, this last round's all you. you okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a curveball here. Alice through the Looking Glass. Oh Lord! Yes, the sequel. This is the sequel. Yes, it is. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, and wow, yeah. Didn't you dislike the the first one on rewatch? On rewatch, it was okay. I came way down on that. This one here is uh, definitely better than the first one. Definitely better. What? Really? Yeah, I thought so. I'll tell you what, this was... A, the visuals in this movie alone are make it an easy recommendation, at least for me. It's not a Tim Burton movie, but it... it That's a bonus. Is, 
Yeah, it's it's in the same universe. <laughs> it looks kind of like that, but it is a gorgeous movie. There's an actual time travel element going on in here that I how they did it. I'm like that is really cool how they did the time travel thing. There's almost not a real villain in the movie as well, which I thought was an interesting approach. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, uh, it's almost like we have to rewrite history in order for this to be fixed. Um, and there's villains throughout history that they're trying to circumvent or try and fix to fix the present. But it's odd how there's not this ultimate big bad guy type thing that it's, it's just different. I thought it was good. I, my expectations were so low because it didn't do good and it just it pops up on Netflix. I'm like, Oh boy. But I thought it was really good. I watched it with my wife. That's another thing that she really liked it too. So we were both like, that was a fun hour and 45 minute movie. Better than the first one. Wow. I'm surprised. Yeah. I, I, I am too. Um, trust me. I am very surprised. But for a Disney, for a big budget Disney movie, you could do way worse than this. Okay. I'm not sure if you, I'm not sure where you would fall on it. Because... Uh, never watch. That's where I fall on it. Cause I, I okay. absolutely, no. I, I hated the first one. I hated that movie. It was garbage. <laughs> I absolutely hated it. And it, it doubly pissed me off that it made money. I, and oh, all of my friends were like, that was a good movie. And I was like, I hate you. I hate you all. This is, <laughs> it's part of it is, is uh, that I love that animated film so much. Yeah. And yeah. Compare it to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at the, the, not this, the sequel, because there were many uh, books that he put out, but the, the, yeah. uh, the first one that Tim Burton did up against the animated film, that's what I was judging it on. Yeah. So, Look at it from that perspective, because <laughs> I was angry coming out yeah. of that movie. Yeah, there's, there's. I don't think there's any dancing in this, but there's a lot of flashy CGI things going on. And Sack Baron Cohen is, yeah, okay, yeah, good movie. I liked it. All right, anything else? Um, uh, I'm gonna to rewatch. I, I think I'm gonna rewatch The Witch. By the way, I'm I'm gearing up for another rewatch of that. As far as recently, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, it's 11:30. Yeah, it's 11:33. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wheels falling off. But I, since it's year end type reviewing, like best of whatever. I'm like, you know what? I want to watch Under the Skin, and I just rewatched Re- uh, Revenant. So it's Under the Skin and The Witch. I need to rewatch the my three favorites from the last three years. So those are coming up soon. Fury Road? Is that anywhere in your, your best of the years that for the last couple of years that you're, you're doing now? Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, I, it, you're like the witch Revenant. I'm going to watching all of the movies, the best, my best picture picks of the last couple of years. But no, no, but I'm, so, I'm talking about like no number Fury one, Road. like my number one favorite movies of the year. So it's like, like last year was, was Revenant. And the, I understand that, but I'm saying that like Fury Fury Road isn't even in, in the ballpark. It, yeah, it is. <laughs> wow, that was so non-committal and not not really. Accurate. Oh, black pa- black pass. Okay, this is yeah, already man. becoming this is becoming a disaster to try and edit. Uh, okay, so uh, tease. What's coming up for you? I am going to rewatch um, a couple of movies that. Uh, I, I'm having sent my way on Blu-ray. I'm going to rewatch Judas fucking priest. <laughs> what is going on? Over 
And now we're done. I mean, there's no coming back from I mean, that. There's... <laughs> Just there's no coming back. I watch movies. Oh, and I, I'm like, oh, here, here we wow. go. I'm like, I am like, yeah. I've got... I was like, already, I'll reset this shit and it'll be fine. And you're like, blah, 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 Okay, some of the things that I've been coming up with lately that I might possibly be watching somewhere to your top, possibly in the future of something. I was like, what? Okay, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. Oh, no, I, nah, fuck it. This is better than anything we're going to possibly say. Oh, yeah, the tears are forming. Oh. That's okay, let's roll with it. Well, are you going to include anything with the witch and under the... Yeah, who knows. How about you? What? I have no idea what's going to happen. Anything for you coming up? or What? <laughs> the witch. I got... <laughs> I got... Oh, man. You got that on wow. Blu-ray. Uh, I, I really want to rewatch it soon. Um... Oh, <laughs> We've said the witch more than anything else on this show, and it doesn't make any sense at all. None. Oh. Uh... Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> that damn 11.30 hits, and it's over. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a couple other things I wanted to watch. Linklater's uh, Everybody Wants Some, and uh, some other Blu- Blu-rays that I uh, uh, blind bought, but you threw me fucking Olaf Edenbach yeah. shit. So <laughs> it was a gigantic fucking Cobra Kai wrench in my crotch. That's what that was. <laughs> Um, so... Will you ever rewatch that? No! And I'm never gonna watch another Olaf Edenbach bullshit movie again, I don't think. Until I throw Uh, your way... You know I'm going to. Next week. (laughs) You're you're gonna be like, fuck you, here's this thing. And I'm gonna be like, I'm not watching that play. (laughs) (laughs) But that's alright for... This is the new rule. For every Olaf Edenbach thing you throw me, you are going to watch some bullshit that I make you watch. That's that's it. Okay, that, and that's a good, pretty good deal because there's a few more that I'm like, you know what? I uh, I'll do that if you if you, and the yeah. next one the next one in line is I think an hour and forty five minutes long from him. Wow, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't fucking wait. <sighs> meanwhile, it's called, it's called meanwhile I'm throwing it, you 75 minute long animated movies <laughs> and you're like, eh, and I just want to kill myself. That's, uh, okay. Enough of this. Seriously. Yeah. That's going to do it for this episode. I'm Eric Marner. I'm Eugene Olenboff. That was even better than the joke you were trying to make. Bye. Done, done. Thanks for listening.